everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Words, Images, and Worlds. I'll call this the Conference Room Edition. This is the Conference Room on the Road Edition with the amazing Jamar Nicholas, who has been kind enough in between dinner and all of the other things going on as he's traveling to jump on and talk with me. Jamar, is it okay if I call you Jamar? Is that all right? Yes, yes, please. That's 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 my government name. So yes, let's go with that. All right, all right. And I should mention, uh, you're in a room with a rather stately uh, flag as well, the American flag in the corner. Yeah, look so. at that. I'm uh, I'm actually running for office, so you caught me at a perfect time. <laughs> I'm I'm totally voting. Uh, you're in as far as I'm concerned. I didn't even know we were having that kind of meeting, but that's great. Um, well, hey. <laughs> Why not? Um, so I shared a couple of questions with you. And as I mentioned before I started recording, I only invite people on that I really enjoy, that I want to talk with and uh, love Leon the Extraordinary. So Thank we you. definitely need to talk about that. Um, but before we talk about the title and the amazing coloring and art and all of the things, um, please tell us just a little bit about what connected you to this world of reading, writing, comics, and creating. Um, thanks, Jason. You know what? I, uh, I've been thinking about kind of like my origin story lately and kind of like how we came from there to over here. And I've been saying a lot lately, uh, talking to parents and educators and just anybody who's kind of in this new orbit that I'm in about kids and reading. And there's a, there's a solid camp that says kids don't read. And then there's another camp that's like, what are you talking about? Hello, Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole giant uh, thing on the other side of the mountainside of pe kids who read. And I think that really starts at home. If you come from a house where people read, you'll probably be a reader. And um, I think in my case, my mother uh, was a voracious reader. She was always reading. And the story goes that I started reading at a really early age. I don't really know how much that's true. <laughs> you know, I could, uh, you know, try to milk that as much as I can. But, you know, the maybe appreciation for the arts. There's a lot of, I, I, I grew up in a musical house, not me playing uh, instruments, but, you know, there's a lot of, there's always records playing and there was a lot of jazz and there's a lot of books and there was a lot of laughter and a lot of food and things like that. And I think that kind of early enrichment made me um, kind of be a little more fearless to be creative and not be afraid of reading. Uh, I hear so many stories, even from other uh, author colleagues of mine who said that they didn't grow up reading or they were reluctant readers, that, that phrase that we keep hearing all the time. And, you know, in my case, like that, that I didn't really come up like that, but I understand how hard that is. But probably just a really solid base of having a creative household uh, got me on the path. Awesome, awesome, yeah. Um, and I was also going to ask education background. You're you've been a teacher, is that right? You've been an educator. Mm -hmm. uh, so please tell us a little bit about that, because a, a lot of the audience will also be educators. Sure. Um, and that's another thing. I I've, I come from a long line of teachers. Um, I was probably more of a kind of like a black sheep type of teacher. Like I'm, uh, I don't, I'm not a, accredited and I don't have all that kind of stuff. But um, with my closeness to art and cartooning, 
uh, I always wanted to give back even at an early age, like my first like grown up job after working at the video store and stuff like that was I worked at uh, for the the Philadelphia Department of Recreation in their art camp. Uh, I, when I was a kid, I went to art camp and it's such a it was such a fantastic thing. And um, I don't know if they have it in different cities and also we're in a different <laughs> era and millennium. But uh, starting back then uh, in the summer, there were four encampments and kids came from all over the city to go to Fairmount Park out in Philly and just have art class all summer long. Mm -hmm. And uh, somewhere in there, uh, when I got uh, older and I was in college, I was like, oh, I want to go, I want to teach because I had such a, a great experience with that. And that kind of started my um, want to give back. So I, I uh, taught a lot of uh, cartooning workshops and illustration workshops. And I taught for the after school program here in Philly. And at some point, I kind of graduated into doing continuing ed, and I taught at colleges all over the, the, the city. And then I turned into an adjunct, and I had the adjunct bag. I'm sure a lot of you guys know about. But what oh, school yes. am I at today? Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Been there. <laughs> I've got the wrong bag. Um, and, you know, it turned out, you know, I, I, I don't want to say I stopped teaching, but just where I am right now, I'm not entertaining, uh, you know, doing kind of like semester classes the last uh, thing that i taught really vigorously was I, I i don't know if you'll catch this one uh i was an adjunct in the at drexel university and i taught writing for comics for uh the department of cinema and television at drexel so most of my students weren't artists there were like nice. screenwriters, you know, and, you know, a lot of a lot of video game uh, designers and developers. The whole world building is a really strong uh, subject right now in a lot of colleges. So, you know, I've always kind of had my fingers in that pie in some way. And I think it helped me connect with kids because I was always there trying to teach them stuff. Uh, yeah, camps are a big deal. I went to a writing camp um, mm -hmm. and I mean, you kids might not necessarily put the idea of writing with camp, but it was great. And it was really encouraging right at that middle school age, um, mm -hmm. and totally relating to, to what you're saying about living the multiple life of the adjunct and how time consuming <laughs> all of that is as well. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, so you, you have Leon the extraordinary and I can't remember, it might've been net galley somewhere. I, I ran across it the first time and mm. it just jumped out at me and the description is really cool uh, it's the kind of story that as a superhero kid growing up love that um love the positioning of a young black character because we don't have enough of those in comics and literature um so mm. i love all of that with it and as i mentioned the the colorist um Please remind me of their name. Oh, uh, Benaya, Benaya Rosado. Yes, it's beautiful and vibrant and just uh, comes together so well with the creativity of the story. So uh, in, wow. anything else uh, I, I want to mention, it's a world of superheroes where the main character happens to not be a superhero. I'll say that much. Yeah. Um, that's, that's right. Yeah. 
And that's a cool idea. And beyond that, I won't say anything unless there's any other teaser that you want to say about it. But also curious to hear about the the inspiration, the making process, or anything you'd like to to sure. share. Well, I can um, give a little bit of a background about Leon. Uh, so, and it's it's really interesting that the last couple of years have been very kind of like there's been a lot of doors opening and a lot of attention kind of cast my way now and I I get this very funny uh question from people it's like is this your first book <laughs> it's like no <laughs> I've been doing this for 25 years but thank you for that that was sweet um Leon was a, a character I came up with probably 20 years ago um and uh a part of my origin story is that I um uh, wanted to be a comic strip artist um i later got into comic books but you know i'm kind of like a dyed in the wool dunesbury and bloom county and andy cap you know i'm I'm that kind of uh cartoonist and then comics came later uh but i had an idea for basically the story was uh what would happen if batman wasn't around and robin was stuck in the Batcave. That was that was like the kernel of it, and you know it was a little more daddy issue, <laughs> daddy issues and tongue in cheek, but you know some of the ideas were like, well, you know, I, I think they kind of like made Robin really fantastic in the in the comics lately, where he's just like a mini Batman, you know. But I thought realistically, realistically, you know, how, how could this ten year old uh, uh, do his job when he can't drive? He probably can't reach the pedals. You know what I mean? Like all those kind of things. And it just kind of made me laugh. And I kind of developed it and I kept tweaking and, and workshopping Leon until it turned into, at one point, he it was a comic strip. And I had, uh, Leon was a super in a world full of ordinary people. So he was that, that, that exciting a uh, glowing kid in the classroom. Like, you know, he might come into class with a levitation suit. Everybody's like, whoa, Leon. And I started to realize that that wasn't that interesting. You know what I mean? Like, I thought I thought it was interesting, but it's kind of like I made Leon a little too cool. Like, nothing ever bothered him. He never got hurt. You know, everybody thought he was like, you know, finger guns. And, I, you know, I thought, like, I need to I need to break him a little bit. You know, so I kind of reversed the world and made him ordinary when almost everybody else has superpowers. And, you know, I wanted to have a place where kids could connect to him, like feeling like, you know, not having all the answers or not having options or, you know, um, I see some gray in your beard. We're probably around the same age. Yeah, we kind of we we came from the world of when you were a kid, you were to be seen and not heard. You know what I mean? So there was not a lot. I don't know about you, but, you know, I spent a lot of time just shutting up and sitting on a couch and just be sit there and don't say anything. And, you know, I think a lot of times people forget what it was like to be a kid. You know, I I honestly yeah. feel like kids are pretty developed, uh, except they just don't have, you know, any space to voice their opinion and be heard. So I wanted to kind of play into having a hero for kids who could see themselves and, you know, having these predicaments or having these feelings and having frenemies or having problems with bullies and you can't talk to your parents about it. So that was really the the kind of like the meat and potatoes of 
where Leon came from and where he is now. I love it. Love it. And um, the idea, I mean, as somebody that works with teens every day and has worked with middle school students and college students, everybody Mm -hmm. seems to have this thing of like, I want to make sure that I present as though everything is together. Um, So to have that kid that's kind of on the, the opposite side of that, that's, looking to fit in looking to belong that doesn't feel like they're quite there um it just it's that was a a brilliant move on your part because it's so relatable i think that's a a piece of everybody thank you so much i appreciate that you know that's uh that feedback is is great for me because you know i think just the idea of starting somewhere and just you know you kind of have to keep moving the tetris blocks around until things feel right and um, I, I've, I've run into some kind of young creators or people who are trying to get in the comics or graphic novels who kind of show up and they have an idea and it's like the solid brick and you can't ship at it. Here it is, take it or leave it. And it's just like, well, it's cool. I see something in there, but what if you heated this up and moved things around? And I think there's also a part of doing this stuff for so long is that you're okay with being edited or you're okay with it not working the first time and you can go, okay, well, I'm going to go back to the lab and work on this some more. Uh, so, you know, Leon's a labor of love and also a labor of moving the, moving the pieces around. And it speaks to the process too, the, the writing mm-hmm. process. And uh, I was just telling some students today, it's never perfect to start out with or rarely perfect uh, to start <laughs> <Yeah>. out with <laughs> if ever. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And so being willing to revise and yeah, that's, that's a really cool and a playful aspect of it too, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, when I was younger, I remember how hard it was just to finish anything. And when I'm talking to students, especially, uh, okay, it actually doesn't matter what age they are. The idea that you finish things is so important and I think is overlooked a lot. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure there's kids in everybody's classroom who's really good at something and then he gets bored and puts it away or he was doing that this week. Next week, he's doing something else. You know, like, can you just finish that? And it kind of changes your whole perspective on, you know, what you were doing in the first place and probably makes you stick to things better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I also like to always give folks that come on the chance to talk about anything that's upcoming, anything that's uh, not obviously things you could talk about. We don't want to break like NDAs or anything like that, but, but any of those things that you want to point readers to websites, resources, um, additional stories talked about the beauty of Leon, but, but anything else that you want to put out into the world in that way for listeners that want to know a little bit more. Sure. Um, well, on my studio side of things, uh, I'm working really hard on uh, trying to create like a newsletter thing, like some sort of bridge. And I found myself in an odd place. And I don't want this to come off the wrong way. I'm kind of just shooting off the hip. I'm full of pizza, Jason. I just had dinner, so I may not be thinking clearly. <laughs> but um, as a as a kids author, I'm kind of in an odd place where um, I want kids to read my book but I'm talking to adults to get them to buy the book to give to the kid. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's yeah. like, there's kind of like, I don't have that direct, direct market 
you know, connection like I would if I was doing like YA stuff or, you know, or adult stuff. So uh, one thing that I'm working on right now is uh, a newsletter campaign. Uh, if you go to my website, jamarnicholas.com, it's not there yet. I'm working on it. Uh, I want there to be kind of like a portal where the adults and educators and teachers and things like that can sign up to get resources about mm. Leon and maybe some things they can print out and take to their classrooms. Uh, and then if kids stumble on, uh, you know, I'm working on having a fan club, like a Leon fan club. Because when I was a kid, the coolest thing in the world was getting mail. Now as an adult, I don't want mail ever again. Because <laughs> usually the, the the envelopes have different colors, and those that's not a good that's not a good thing, right? Um, but uh, you know, the idea is that a kid or the kid's parents or guardian can sign them up, and like every six months they get you know a special comic for me, or maybe some stickers, or you know something that they can look forward to in between the next uh, book in the series, uh, and that's really exciting to me. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Love that. Uh, just thinking about, I've seen educators guide, so that's a great idea that you're thinking yeah, about there. Yeah. And then book clubs yeah. and different kind of clubs were so big to me as a kid. I was in the Star Wars club, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the Stephen King club when I was a little bit older. Um, so that's, that's a really cool idea. I love that. Um, Did you get like a patch or like a, a, a certificate or something? Did you get anything from your club? Or the Star Wars thing, I think they did. They did like a little magazine kind of thing, and you got like a sticker or uh, something like that. I think so, and, and it was cool. It was cool to get it in the mail, and you felt connected to the universe of it and everything. So yeah, yeah love that, love that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And also, just a quick plug. I can't really say much because there's not much to say. Um, for uh, some people, don't uh, haven't found out that uh, Leon's a series. <laughs> so the the first book, Leon Extraordinary, came out last October, and um, the next book will be out around this time next year. The title's up in the air, um, so I'll just call it Leon Two for right now. But you know, I turned in uh, my my art for it. I'm really excited to see what happens next, and I'm also really jazzed to see Benaya's colors on this book too. So. You know, I'm I'm just a I'm big as a big a fan as anybody else is of the coloring of the book. I'll I'll be looking out for that um, and be doing some writing about it. I'll I'll reach out when it's out if you want to come back on at some point and talk about it when you're not traveling somewhere and doing. I know you're a busy person. Um, I'm sure. And no, I you know I would love to. And you know, this is what it's all about: just sharing information. And um, I'm a big. A fan of kind of pulling the curtain back because when I was starting off in the industry, everything seemed like a giant secret, you know, and I, you wouldn't know people in the industry, but you couldn't kind of like, you couldn't pierce the veil. You know, it's like, Hey, this is great. I know you have like a team and that guy's on the phone on his Blackberry talking about you. And how does all that work? Or like, well, what does that feel like? And they just, you know, they just kind of, loft that off but I you know I try to be an open book and just you know show people that you know this stuff is attainable it's a lot of hard work but you know you know I don't build a, a wall around me now that I'm in this in this new author space very kind very kind of you um thank you and appreciate that yeah absolutely and um so I'll make sure to link the website and we'll look for things to come and yes. 
thank you so much for spending some time with me. Anything else that you want to make sure you say before we wrap up this episode? Um, kind of uh, circling back around to the beginning of our conversation about kids and reading and also as dynamic and how magnificent as teachers have kind of glommed on to graphic novels in the classroom, which I think is amazing. Thank you out there, educators. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's still people out there that haven't, they're not drinking the Kool-Aid, you yeah. know? And I think we sometimes forget that there is a, still resistance out there or, or somebody who just, I'm not even talking about the band stuff. Like that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but just, just talking about the medium. Yeah, just teachers in a classroom who are like, well, you know, I really wish they would read real books. And just having that conversation is super important, especially, you know, on top of all the, all the other things that are going on right now. So if you have people like that in your circles, uh, do what you can to try to get them to, you know, maybe slowly change lanes on that. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, sequential narrative is such a, a, an important way of storytelling. And you know, you're just missing out if you if you're against it just for an aesthetic reason that's silly agreed agreed and uh i think in an upcoming episode i'm going to have a literacy professor on david Lowe, and mm. i think we're going to try a devil's advocate approach where i pretend to not be into it and ask him like some of the common questions like are these really real books yes they indeed are very real books and mm. kids want to read them so yeah. uh, absolutely graphic novels verse novels any any text um, mm -hmm. big fan. So thank you for saying that as well. No, no, no problem. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again and wishing you safe travels and, uh, hope the pizza treats you well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Jason. This was fun. And I hope to come back on and we can talk some more. Yes, Before. I would love that. And I, I will vote for you for whatever you're running for, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think a uh, dog catcher. I think I'm up for that. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, uh, absolutely. Whatever the office is. Um, so thank you again. And we will hope to see you again in the future. Thanks so much. Have a good one.